peanut flavor. My Crisco fucking bar. ex used to. <laughs> my ex, I could not bake when I was living with my ex. I really couldn't because he would use the butter flavored Crisco to jack off with because it smelled like popcorn. <laughs> No, I, I, I mean I don't want a king chain, but I also don't want to cook with that Crisco anymore. How, how to get thrown out of every movie theater in town? By Bob's old roommate. You probably put his penis in your mouth, so using the Crisco wouldn't have been a big. Deal. I don't bake for me. I bake for other people. I'm not bringing that shit to the office. Oh, <laughs> Stick it in your face. I would have enjoyed that whole process. Like, I use peanut crisco. <laughs> Fresh from the can. Oh my god. Fresh from whose can? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we've got two, three good jokes for cold open. I think we're ready to go. Wow. <laughs> Boom. Cold open. Dad. Dad. Are we ready? You are fire away, man. Good. Hi, kids. It's Candy Coated Razor Blades. I'm your host, Bob, and I actually have genitalia and don't live in a cave. We're t- <laughs> and here are my co-hosts. Hi, I'm Alex, and I what the fuck white people by wondering why the fuck they went in this cave. Right. <laughs> And I'm Andy, and apparently Gollum butts drive me nuts. Who knew? <laughs> and this week, kids, we're talking about The Descent, one of the movies that still actually scares me. Fuck. You don't oh. like small places, do you? I, I, I don't actually, I'm not actually claustrophobic. Yeah, but, but I, I am the, now. The only found footage film I know that you like is As Above, So Below, which is the other claustrophobic movie besides uh, this that I, I think. God, now I really need to see that. But you do, as, really as Above, so, so Below didn't scare me. It made me think. This was legit like, okay, you are legitimately thousands of feet underground and are going to die when something falls on your head. Okay. So, fun <laughs> side note, I totally um, researched caving mm-hmm. while watching this film because I have issues with doing only one thing at a time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I do understand things like what a level two cave is supposed to be. Yeah. Right. And why you're not supposed to call them spelunkers. Because spelunking has to do with fisting? No, a spelunker <laughs> is an untrained cave diver eh. who is doing it poorly. Oh, the people okay. who are trained like to be called cavers. So in Ooh. this case, so in this movie, they're spelunkers. They kind of are, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. God perfect. damn it. Oh. Um, uh, yeah. So I, deep. Think, I think Sarah earns her cave cave diving so, moniker sort of. yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah of. this was yeah. this one was my pick um and i don't really have a big reason that's well, i guess sort of i hadn't i had not seen this movie first off so Me anybody either. who actually saw that facebook post like that was legit my my real reaction to this movie this is available on netflix right yeah now, netflix, netflix and, shutter, and shutter it's everywhere shutter. both yeah. of them so you have two is on both there yeah. you, go. you have no excuse watch this please mm-hmm. um this is a movie I heard a lot about it when it came out. Um, it was very well reviewed, very well regarded. I thought it was cool. I never got to see it. That was during the era of the pants shitting fuck zombie. And he was not a horror fan. So there were a million horror movies that got made during that period that I never got to see. So this is yeah. this is yeah. this is like part one of Andy's rem- uh, remedial course. Mm-hmm. And fuck me. I liked it. It was great. Um <laughs> I mean, I feel like this could have been picked by any of us. Like, yeah. Yeah. this has been on my to-watch list for a long time, yeah. and I just haven't been. And, so is this, and now, I've is this your, seen it. Was this your first viewing, yeah, too? Yeah, this is my first time. Oh, shit. I actually, I watched it this morning. I tried to watch it last night. I played, 
like a four hour first D and D session. Oh, um, and then went home and I was like, well, I'm awake. I have bugles. I have soda. I'm gonna watch the descent. And I got like. 10 minutes in and it was either going to be way too loud or I wasn't going to hear anything they said. Right. And so I finally was just like, fuck this. I'm going to watch it in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> no. By contrast, <laughs> I watched it at 1130 Friday night, slightly intoxicated already. Probably. Um, yeah. And that's fine. In my bedroom on like dark room with <laughs> headphones on. Yeah. I'm I'm surprised that the screams of anguish coming from my boxers <laughs> didn't wake you guys up. I sleep like the dead. I shat them into Armageddon. <laughs> like seriously, it was, this movie fucked me up so bad. Oh, it's it. really terrifying. So like, that's what that no smell lie. is. No <laughs> lie. I you know this. I don't like enclosed spaces. I'm not claustrophobic, but I'm not really happy about being in tight spaces. Yeah, tight space. I, I I'll tell well, you. Watching the new Lost in Space. Yeah, there's that. Mm-hmm. Watching the new Lost in Space, the very first episode. I still need to watch that too. Okay, so real quickly, just a mild spoiler for the first episode. Um, they crash. And <laughs> what? They crash? I know. Did they get lost? Well, in now space? the whole in thing space. is fucking ruined. Well, Thanks, now, Bob. I wondered what that title Judy, was about. Judy, the eldest daughter, has to dive into basically a frozen lake uh, to get stuff out of the ship. And. On the way back, the entire lake just freezes. She's stuck in place, and they spend the entire rest of the episode trying to get her out. And it's just close-ups on her face inside her mask, and that is super claustrophobic to me too. I am not all not claustrophobic, but I can get why people would panic in those situations. Yeah, that is one of the things I usually like about a good um, space kind of like stuck in space movie mm-hmm. is you'd normally get something like that where someone is in a moment where they're pretty much just in their helmet, whether they're floating or they're trapped somewhere. Right. It's always, I just, I, when I was a kid and I was like, still super anxious about everything. But when I was a child and I was especially super anxious, I hated being under something, something, (laughs) under something that I, I thought could fall on me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have a particular like primal thing from when I was a child. Like I loved going to the IMAX theater, but when they would like show you like the, so the, I was one of the first IMAXs was in Tampa mm-hmm. and it was the real dome IMAX. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So when they, they would show you like the concrete scaffolding and everything, when they showed it to me as a child, I would flip out. I had to like close my eyes every time we went because if I saw it, I was sure it was going to fall on me. Wow. Yeah. Because intelligence. I kind of felt the same way about planetariums. The claustrophobia thing doesn't like. So I'm not scared by this movie at all. Like where both of you were like had experiences like that. No matter when I watched it, it wouldn't do that to me. But I can I enjoy that because it does remind me of that fear. Yeah. But I've I've dealt with it, and I'm real good on the fact that never will I ever be in an enclosed underground place. Well, oh god. And, no. and here's the thing. And if I am, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna be the kid who's like I'm gonna sit and wait. Y'all come yeah. get me when we're rescued. I think. I think, like, I go down, like, they got that big circular cave mouth and they all kind of rappel down in there. Like, I might be down for that. And you get down in there and it's like, this is amazing and it's pretty. Now how do I get out? No, I'd be like, and then everybody's like, hey, everybody, I found this little. Tiny little hole, yeah. I found this hole that's barely big enough for a human being to squeeze through, surrounded by rocks on all sides. Who wants to go? And I'll be like, oh, geez, I'm just going to stay here. Uh, That's when I, like, re-hook onto the rope and, like, I'm going back, guys. No, I'm just going to hang out in the daylight Mm. with the fresh air and look at the rock formations. (laughs) Fuck all y'all. Exactly. (laughs) Well, and and I think my thing isn't necessarily, necessarily the claustrophobia. It's the trapped. Because story time. When Bob was six, Bob went to the zoo with his family. Taru. 
Bob, in a fit of stupid, stupid, got decided to stick his head between the bars of the rhino enclosure. So they had to get zoo people. Still. Yeah, they had to get people from the zoo and his father and grease and like levers and to get my head out of out from between the bars at the rhino enclosure. So I understand trapped. I'm not claustrophobic, but I understand trapped. It was not fun. It just occurred to me with the last sentence of that, that we were singing the wrong musical because grease is the word. (laughs) Fuck you. Deep me. Okay. Uh, the Descent, 2005. Uh, written by Michael Conyves, directed by Terry Cunningham, starring Luke Perry, Natalie Brown, Michael Dorn. Oh, wait, that's the sci fi original movie, also called Descent, also from 2005. Oh, I was like, come on now. <laughs> Luke Perry. By the way, I graduated high school in 2005. Thank you. <laughs> Um, hey, you. <laughs> okay, so the actual descent, two thousand five. <laughs> it was either that, or I was going to make a joke about mistaking Neil Marshall for Gary Marshall. Oh my god! <laughs> which hey, this is this will be the second of Neil Marshall's films. Or, I know, or Penny Marshall. Actually, and that would be there's better. a prop from Dog Soldier in the movie. Yeah, the head. Yeah. There's yeah. a head in the in the bone room. Yeah. So we just the met- dog. We just mentioned it. Uh, yeah, written and directed by Neil Marshall of Dog Soldiers fame. I don't know if we mentioned this when we did it. He's also directing the Hellboy reboot. I know. Really? Yeah, he's got I forgot. That. I didn't know uh, that. He does a lot of TV now, too. He's done episodes for Game of Thrones. He has actually directed, if I remember correctly, the episode of Lost in Space, to which you just referred. He oh, my direct- God, did really? He directed, <laughs> like, the first two episodes of it, if memory serves. I love the new Lost in Space, but, like, get into it, also rumored to be directing this... Kong Skull Island sequel. Dear God. Skull Island, Blood of the Kong. Um, oh, also, um, speaking uh, sort of a little, uh, speaking of Lost in Space, um, you know who else has been directing on that series? Uh, Vincenzo Natale, which we would have noticed last week had we not been completely fucking mental while we were right. recording that podcast. Oh, God. Man. Anyway. We were in the cube ourselves. We were. We were. So, this movie. Starring Shauna McDonald, Natalie Mendoza, Alex Reed, Saskia Mulder, Mayanna, Mayanna Burring, and Nora Jane, is it noon or no one? It's got to be noon, right? N-O-O-N-E. I just, I, in my Probably mind, noon. in my mind, I want to call her Nora Jane no one. And that's a horrible thing to She's do. She's from Ireland, so. She is. Pronounce it the most British you can. So, yeah. Noon. Nora Jane noon, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't really find anything that any of them were in apart from this. Yeah, um, I was trying, I feel like a lot of them... Okay, so besides the fact that seriously, I watched this with Paul. Mm-hmm. And my very first thing I said to him is, learn to differentiate them now. Yeah. Because soon it's going to be straight white women with helmets on. Yeah. And God forbid if I could tell the difference. They generally did pretty well for the most part. You know why? Because they said their names all the time. They did. And that helped. And, uh, Ser- yeah, no, seriously. They, I love the fact that I, and I, I hope and have decided this is a conscious choice. They just kept using their names. Which is not a thing real people do. Right. <laughs> you normally almost never say someone's name unless you need to get their attention. Yeah. Right. But in this movie. And it's all logic puzzle because you're because even when they're like yelling through the caverns trying to find each other, I'm like, which one said that though? I know, seriously. I will say I think they did a pretty it, good job. If this one is being yelled for and this one is already dead, and this one <laughs> well, my I have a problem. And yeah. I admit this problem. This is my my admission. When it's all white women in a cast, uh-huh. 
I have no interest in them beyond the fact that they're in a movie and I'm watching it, so I cannot always tell them apart. I will say this movie did a much better job of setting up each of the each of the characters yes. as characters of, yes. in their own right. They did, and they did each. Um, I would say like if this was like a D and D game, like they they at least kind of. They 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 didn't do the backstory the role playing as backstory yes. thing. Yeah, they actually just like brought personality, which no, I appreciated because I didn't want everybody to have a stupid little arc. It's true, or right. whatever. And I, um, I actually did a really good job of following them. Yeah, like I knew who was who, and I had to tell Paul a couple times. Like, no, that was Beth. Yeah, no, yeah. that was Sam. Like, but well, Sam and Becca. Were the the Sam and Rebecca thing was but, was a problem. Yeah, yeah. For me. but other than that, but I seriously like there have been movies, especially when they're all white and they're all blonde, and I'm just like. There is no way in the world I could pick out who is who. Yeah. Right. Like, I need them to wear different clothes or something so I can be like, the one in red, that's the one that was the bitch. You know, like, it's yeah. all I got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. dark-haired one. And then they all, like, it's dark. They're all wearing helmets. I'm like, they all have very yeah. similar British hair, except Holly. She had different hair. No, she had that. Yeah, she she had, had the spiky dude. Yeah. She I had... Liked, Irish I liked Holly, hair. and unfortunately, she was the first well, one. She was the first she one was, gone. Well, she was also <laughs> she, she was also action lesbian. I mean, I don't think she yeah. was actually a lesbian, Who? but but she, I know I firmly believe that Juno and Holly were in a lesbian relationship. Oh, yeah, totally. I think Juno is bi, and once after Paul died, she went for Juno. Mm-hmm. She went for Holly. Yeah, but Holly's like <laughs> yeah. the the rebellious youngster who just doesn't follow the rules. Yeah, I can't imagine why she, she was died first. Lesbian audience, I know that we've offended you constantly and we're never going to stop. Don't, don't be confused. At this point, uh, if they're still listening, they're yeah. probably aware. Yeah, I'm of just I'm that. just letting you know, like we and we're all gay men. They're listening we to us all understand that we never going to understand your culture and you may never quite understand all cultural. And it's okay. <laughs> I didn't say most of those words correctly. We do love you. I yeah, know. This, I can picture I'm coming like our, from a place of love. Yeah. Like our, our three lesbian listeners or whoever, they're just like, oh, they're so fucking stupid. It's true. God, it's yeah. true. But I, I have. I'm sure I, Brooke just wants to slap us every I've, time. <laughs> oh, it's fine. It's fine. That's the part of our charm. Because um, we admit it and we own it. It's all that matters. So, but I have heard the multiple podcasts I listen to where there is a strong lesbian presence mm-hmm. on the podcast mention this movie very fondly. Video. And it's lesbian themed. So I feel like this is a movie that has been really. I want to say co-opted because I don't think it was intended. It's been adopted. So, yeah. By the lesbian community as kind yeah. of a strong female film. Well, it is. It, which it, it should be. I'm it, not saying it, it that's kind a of, bad it kind of, it kind of yeah. it certainly works on that level. Yeah. First of all, uh, this. Um, this is some girl power realness right here. Totally. Yeah, but they're not even but they're not even doing like the bargain basement Hollywood feminism where the where the women just act like guys. Yeah. The women. No, they are, are strong is, women. The women is women's, and yeah. oh, yeah. they are they, they competent, were and they know yeah. what they're doing. As women, yeah, they apparently are this like guy women. did a really good job. I don't know how he understood women. They fight enough. like women. Maybe that's why Dog Soldier didn't work because he doesn't understand men at all. Could be. <laughs> so he wrote them wrong, but women he really gets. Well, well no, it's hilarious because it, it's this is something that was that was mentioned to me when, when I was talking to someone about Atomic Blonde. Um, the way that Charlize Theron was taught to fight for Atomic Blonde, which is a wonderful movie, by the way. Everyone like needs to I watch need to it. see it. The way she was taught to fight is how to fight like a woman. Use the environment. You're not as strong as the giant men coming after you. Yeah. Learn to use leverage and the so, environment it's a very and weapons. Kind of, and, uh, tai Chi sort of misdirection. Yeah. Yeah. Thing. yeah. And so, that's that's how these women fought. Redirection, yeah, excuse yeah, yeah. me. That's how these women fought. Aikido, they fought tai using chi, their jiu-jitsu. the entire environment. Yeah. It was wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, no, and it's I, I, the, there's a lot of compassion in this movie. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff that, like, if this was a bunch of dudes, 
yeah. all in the the cave together, they wouldn't have done that. You know, it wouldn't no, have they been. Would have, they that, would have stayed in the light room and just had sex. Yeah. Well, lots um, of sex. Probably. Yeah. I'd be fine with that too. Pounding it. A whole different level of splunking. You know? The descent only into the hole. Just yeah. Fucking getting in and then out of the hole and then back into the hole and then out of the hole. And, and then it would have stopped in. for 35 minutes for a bowl of yogurt and granola. Yeah. And then back in the hole. Well, as, what, was that, what was that reference? There was some reference somewhere where, like, I was watching something. Oh, I was watching Tabitha Salon Takeover. And, um, <laughs> I love Tabitha Salon Takeover. I do. So there's this. This is the best are there, digression. Are there though. any flesh-eating humanoid mutants in canon? No. Tabitha Salon Takeover? Although, there might be. Apart from Tabitha herself. Except yeah. for that one episode with the Irish woman in the, in the Boston play. Oh, yeah, oh. the bed and breakfast. Ooh. Paul's about to see that episode that's next. I'm taking him through the whole series. Ouch. But so there is an episode where there are these two, there's a lesbian couple and they run a doggy daycare. Mm. And one of them is crazy. There's all we need to go to about the episode. But they're describing their day. And she just very casually is like, you know, I got up, I did this, I went to the business, I had my oatmeal. Um, I had my oats, is what she said. And the way she said it and the way Tabitha, like, nodded, I felt like it was like a secret lesbian thing where, like, <laughs> to get up and have your oats is like a normal lesbian process. Like, all lesbians, like, they it were feels, just, they were like so part accept- of the code. Yeah. So it was like, it was like, she said it so, like, casually, like, oh, yeah, I had my oats, you know. And Tabitha was like, yeah, of course, your oats, you know. And I just watched it, and I'm like, it really feels like this is some, like, lesbian ritual that I, us as gay men are just completely <laughs> separated right? from. We are not aware of the oats ritual, like. Right. <laughs> that's what right. I really got out of it. it. Made me laugh so hard. But something so, that Tabitha said, she's part of our community, too. We have to remember that the lesbians are us, too. It's no, fine. no, that's fine. I bet yeah. <laughs> they are part of our community, but we also have to admit that they have a whole different culture. They do. And it's okay. Totally. Yeah. I mean, so there's nothing wrong with any of this. But I just thought that was my favorite. We don't moment. actually believe any of the things we're saying about lesbians. <laughs> I mean, I, I might actually believe they have an oats ritual could that keeps be, them their, their vagina power. Could I don't be. understand <laughs> how vaginas work. So oats might be an integral part. Could be. I, regularity. I mean. Right. Not getting a urinary tract infection is an important part what? of any woman's <laughs> life. Well, And yeah. I know that to be a fact. Well, yeah. This room is green. <laughs> Continue with details, Andy. This is a red room now. Continue with the details. Oh. I don't like red room. <laughs> I want to go to the blue room. <laughs> Actually, with the flares, everything is a red room in this movie. It's only green at the end. Yeah, they do a really they good the job of, end, of yeah. color coordinating their rooms. <laughs> um, it's a fantastic cave. I'd, I'd live there. The, um, their set design was wonderful. Oh. Not living in the cave. Never living in the cave. Yay. Okay, I love so uh, the film opens on three bad bitches, Sarah, Juno, and Beth, rafting some gnarly ass whitewater rapids, watched by Sarah's husband, Paul, and daughter, Jessica. Uh, rejoining them on the shore, Juno and Beth take care of the gear while Sarah accompanies the fam back to the hotel, except not because they catch a head-on collision and both Paul and Jessica die from an overdose of copper piping to the motherfucking face. Ah, uh, yes. Um, Thank you, Final Destination. Uh, so Sarah learns upon this uh, learns about this upon waking up in a green horror hospital where the lights don't work. That was a weird scene. No. Um, well, and she... It actually makes perfect sense when you realize that she's what... psychic. She has the shining. No, <laughs> she's psycho. Red rum. Like, she's I got know. some. She's got some shit going on. I'm reading that book she right did. now, by the way. It's wonderful. I know it was good. So anyway, um, so titles. Um, I don't know if there's anything to to gag about in that spot. I just that's. 
Is that where that's what they're that's saying? Where the, comes yeah, in? The that's where the yeah. titles comes in. So uh, that no, long pre credit scene. I forgot it came yeah. in. It was, it was fairly long. I just yeah. I felt like it was worth mentioning though. Because it does it plays very heavily. All three this. women did their own stunt for the whitewater rafting. Yes, they mm-hmm. did. And then none of their own stunts after that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, and one thing one thing to note about the beginning is you can kind of get a glimpse that Juno and Sarah's husband were having. Oh no, definitely. Time. She he immediately goes to Juno, mm-hmm. unbuckles her helmet, looks down at her neck and goes, we're going to go back to the hotel, and then walks away. Yeah. <laughs> well, and they do they do a very good job of not shoving this in our faces oh, for totally. the whole movie. Totally. Yeah. This is very subtle. You, you could miss the three dropped references, and yeah. then you never know why this happened. And that's actually one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about that opening scene, because there's a lot in that scene that does pay off. Yeah. Almost everything that's in the scene pays off in, at later in the movie. Like oh. even even like her weird hallucinate, hallucinatory dream in the Silent Hill Horror Hospital. Yeah, her mm-hmm. shining like, moment. That's totally fucking plays into the story later on. It, it's, oh yeah. Um, yeah. Um, well, well, because she's trapped in the dark. Well, actually, it's not stuff. even that. It's, yeah. I mean, she's like the the pills that she has seen taking later that we're not quite sure what they are, but the camera yeah. lingers on them ominously. I just figured they were anxiety meds. What were they? The, well, I'm assuming they're antipsychotics. Antipsychotics. Oh, you think she's? Oh, oh yeah. Okay, I never thought of. Well, yeah. Or, or so that not, was maybe a, not maybe not antipsychotics, but certainly some kind of some um, kind of a sedative because she's dealing with like night terrors and things like that. Right. Yeah, definitely, I could see that. So she's because, having some some clearly she has had some kind of a mental break upon the. That, right. That would make she's sense. dealing yeah, with PTSD. Yeah, yeah. especially because yeah. it was her daughter's birthday was just about to happen, yeah. and she it's very right. focused on that birthday, mm-hmm. and, and that's actually and so. It's worth mentioning because again, I didn't pay that much attention to it at first, and the more the more you kind of catch that at the beginning, the more sense it, things later in the movie start to make. Um, this just tells me that, and that the, the director other, upped his game. Yeah. Well, there's the, a whole other level that it works on, other than just uh, girls in cave. Well, so let's go back to the plot. The synopsis. plot. Yes, yeah. I'm sorry. That was mostly me. I do. No, it that's fine. Uh, I'm down for that. Uh, so it's uh, fast forward to a year later. The bad bitches are ready to ride again. This time it's. Was it just a year? Yeah. For some reason, I heard three years somewhere in there. It was just a year, I That's believe. fine. Okay. Um, and I actually, in my notes, I said it actually uses the S word, so I'm going to have to edit. This time, it's caving in North Carolina. Oh, my right? God. They're not still on cave. <laughs> They're caving, yes. Caving. Uh, they meet up with Sam, Rebecca, and Holly at the cabin for beers, marshmallows, and grill time before hitting the sack. Sarah can't sleep, being kept awake either by a squad of dog soldiers on patrol or... <laughs> A Foley artist who needs to learn how to edit better. Also, her shining. Yeah. Uh, she takes a copper pipe to the face through the window. I shit my pants. <laughs> that was a good jump. I'll give you that. This movie is full of good jumps. It does. I think uh, um, uh, so my derail moment, my worst. I hate jumps. This movie has a lot of them, and they're right. all good. Love jumps. My worst, my the worst jump, though, was the totally the uh, cave thing that like popped out, like hanging from the... Hanging from its legs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, it just popped out and, like, waved its arms. And I was like, <laughs> okay, that was the worst planned jump, but I love you for it. Right. <laughs> actually, if it's the one I'm thinking of, it it's actually... It's when Beth and Sarah are trying to go around the okay. corner. Yeah. That was the best one because here's why it's it's that Hitchcock bomb under the table thing yeah. because the camera keeps panning around does, the corner it does and every time the camera pans to the left you're like oh fuck negative space something's coming yeah exactly. and, every, and I like I turn into Gregory Hines in History of the World Part One yeah like, <laughs> <laughs> wackiest weakest. Seriously. 
so like, and it did like five fucking times. So no, it did. So when he, so when I like Barra Gollum finally busts into frame, I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> I just, that, so yes. the movie oh. Annabelle, the first movie, yeah. the director only watched that scene because that whole movie, every moment is panned to the left. <laughs> and yes. Everything gets panned to the left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just like, they just keep going back and you know, but yes, like, yeah. But, I just it's the fucking fact that really well done. Yeah. No, the fact that he just <laughs> falls and then he's seriously just like hanging there with his arms like brr, brr, brr. Right. I'm just like, okay, that was the least earned of all of these. Right. Like every other scare was like a legitimate thing, but that one was so like, this cave fucker just planned this shit. Like he was Pretty playing much. with them. Yeah. Well, yeah. he just I think he he also yeah. I don't know. Maybe he didn't get like he was just tired of his genitals not being on display. He had diarrhea that day, so well, they had to kind of it. <laughs> to be fair, they never showed that part of them. Yeah. They really didn't. They did, they did and the, and I, I spent a lot the, of time frame advancing. They did the werewolf shadow thing. They did, they did. yeah. yeah. Um, and they did a lot of just, like, they got a lot of bus shots. I feel like they saved on makeup by, like, filming yeah. most of them from the chest up. Right. <laughs> I'm going to say, there's some... Fair, but, there, but there's the thing, some, I mean, you know they have to have genitals. They are humanoid. There are definitely female and children Yeah, they, she killed a kid and a female. I'd yeah. say, like, the one, so, guy, the one guy that they got who... Not that I necessarily recurred. need to see albino cave-dwelling dick, but... Bob wanted but to see it. Don't that dude had a fantastic ass. He did. Okay? Oh, my God. Yeah. He had an amazing... Hey, oh, I assume... Gollum hit fucking Lifetime Family Fitness... Like at this point, honestly, I've discovered, I've discovered like I've discovered a new thing. Bathe him and bring him to me. Like I'm down. Like I'll I'll feed him. He'll he'll. That's gonna be the worst out. toothy blowjob ever. I just, like, I'm just he's got extra ears to grab hold of. It's oh great. My God. I'm down. I'm just saying. You're, you're gonna end up. You're gonna shove the flare in his mouth. Um, <laughs> plot synopsis. We haven't even gotten yes, to the cave. No, not even. Go. So, go. 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 So the next morning they. I, I love that this is why I should not do notes while watching the movie. The next morning, they hike up to the mouth of the cave and, oh, my God, nope, nope, nope. Exactly. <laughs> no, they have, seriously. Squeezing through twisty little rock passages and shit. Nope, I'm good. I'll just sit up here with a bottle of rye and masturbate for six hours because fuck that no, shit. This is the moment when legit I was like, what the fuck, white people? Like, <laughs> yes. why do white people do? I'm like, I am mostly white. I'm. Not all the way, but I'm mostly there. And I look at those white people and I'm like, no, there is nothing <laughs> in the world that I'm like, my a million dollars at the bottom of that cave and never have to work a day in my life. I'm like, I'm going to go get a job at McDonald's. Bye. Okay, right. No, I, when, when, when they're squeezing through that, it's I think it's actually that passage that yes, Sarah, that that first that passage. Sarah that's stuck in. in yes. yeah. I was shaking. Yeah. Like, seriously, right? I was so fucking terrified. So that, I was so terrified that, like... The, again, it's that trap thing. The, the flesh-eating yeah. mutants showing up was all, later in the movie was almost a relief yeah. to me. Yeah. Oh, thank God, they're not going in the fucking passage anymore. So, th- this is all... This is my preview for you for As Above, So Below. Okay. Exact same thing, but instead of dirt, it's bones. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. That scene almost happens exactly the same, actually with the chubbier person. <laughs> I like him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now I'm sounding, I realize I'm sounding really negative about this. It's really great. I don't think you're sounding negative. You're not. You're <laughs> the fucking shit out of me. Like, I, I swear <laughs> to God. I, I don't so, know. So I, now we know not to go caving with Andy. And I think it's, I actually like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Because at this point, you think I'm ever going caving. I am strictly like, I am strictly like level two max. I'm not doing any of that crazy squeezy shit. No way. No. <laughs> No, I'll go into a cave if there's a path. I dig me. I dig I'll go cave. into like the mouth of the cave. Like yeah. I'll go far enough to yeah. see some of them little blind fishies. Those are cute. Like I'm all right, right. with that. 
like, the little blind fishies that did not exist in this movie. Oh it's because the little blind fishies don't live on the soundstage eating. at Pinewood Studios. True. Who's that? In London, of course. In London. That's yeah. why it was so no cave no, crickets. No, no Pinewood blind Studios in, in freaking Macon, Georgia. I mean, I, I would know. believe there was a Pinewood Studios yeah, in Georgia. Yeah, I guess. Well, just, I thought Pinewood was a pretty well-known Well, place. yeah, because James Bond. That's where Well, also they shot, like, Rocky Horror was shot there. Like, a Harry lot of Potter. shit shot there. It's a big deal. I don't know the names of studios. It's a, <laughs> this is not a place anyway, where I have continue knowledge. with the plot. <clears throat> little, little hole. They're, they're squeezing through the little hole, much no, like the, birth. This is the first hole where they're, they're repelling. No, uh, I'm actually I'm just he's, moving he's ahead to this. Did you move ahead? Okay. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm kind of surfing pretty quick here. You're fine, yeah. Uh, because right about then, the passage collapses, and they're fucked. Um, no, but uh, so this is uh, this is a great moment to point out. I mean, if you want, I mean, stop, stop any Yeah, yeah. So Beth going back and being compassionate to Sarah. Yeah, Beth is mom. Is the best. This is why this isn't a movie with men. Mm-hmm. Because I promise you, the male version of this scene would have been the Beth man getting out of the cave and then looking his head through and just yelling at yeah. the other guy to right. just suck it up and get through the cave. Right, be a man, go. That's yeah. probably Beth's best moment in the whole movie. Too. No, and it is, and I love it because- and that joke is, is terrible. But that's the point. I know. Yeah. I, that's, that's exactly that's exactly. Right. I was, I was, this is horrible. This is, How this is again, this is, this is my relationship. So they did this and I made fun of Paul and I was like, it's citrus because of the clitoris. That was- and, <laughs> then, and then Paul goes- Hey, this is his exact sentence, and I can explain it after. He goes, I'm still in shock from the gleep, deep clitoral roots. <laughs> because at one point I explained to him that, like, so there's the clitoris, and then underneath it there are these deep roots. And that's really what women like, is that's where they like vibrators, because it, it stimulates the deep clitoral roots. And that's why some women need, like, you know, the most powerful vibrator ever, on something that will actually minutes. cause seismic shocks so instead that it of will just actually hurt you know affect those deep roots <laughs> and after explaining this to him he's like he's never been able to deal with vaginas or clitoris yeah. every time he just thinks about those roots and he's like i can't i'm broken forever <laughs> <laughs> so um so uh, they they get sarah out of the out of the passage as it's collapsing that scene is amazing by the way the response is uh as they like the rock starts to shift there is just this horrified pause and, and then they're like, fuck the rope, fuck let's the go. rope, let's go. <laughs> yes, it's, I like that. That is like that is the the best Beth moment. I, mm-hmm. I also love that another men versus women moment. If this movie was men, when we got to a few seconds from now, when they're gonna be like, Where's the extra rope? And they all realize why she left it, the men would have been like, What the fuck, man? Why couldn't you grab the rope? And yeah. the women again were compassionate yeah. and just accepted, like, oh, that's why you left it. That yeah. makes sense. We just need to move on. Yeah, right. Because uh, we that. still have rope. We're okay. Yeah. We have rope and you still exist in three dimensions. Well done. Yay. Yeah. And I like, and it's, it's the thing about this movie that I have to say is my favorite part is how well it's written as women and using that. Mm-hmm. So we're not just like telling a story with whomever. We're actually using characteristics yeah. that, you know, are more traditionally feminine and that most women would show. I just, I, yeah, you're right. I didn't I didn't think about it on that level as much as I just I just experienced it as an absence of machismo. Yes. Mm-hmm. That and once like it didn't even take getting used to. It was no. just very comfortable. For me. Yeah. And I right. just I never had to question it. I accepted it. Yeah. But when I was thinking about it, I'm just like, 
I like this, and this is the kind of thing that honestly we need in other movies. I'd like right. to see because, it happen more. Yeah, often. because this even, and we could even have men just because they're men doesn't mean they have to be machismo. But yeah. Hollywood is still Hollywood. Well, I know. So because this was a well-written what? moment with where just the right. absence of that wasn't. Well, this is a what problem. happens when you don't shorthand it. You actually yes. just like write them like they're characters. Yeah, and and you don't shorthand them into story arcs or personality yeah. traits, archetypes. It, right. Well, <clears throat> so, um, Kaven. Oh yeah, Kaven. Um, Juno admits that she led them into an unmapped cave because she was looking for those deep clitoral roots. I would have, this is when I would have killed that bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, she put, so. She put everyone I, I will say, the most, like, unnecessary shot in this movie is Juno, like, side-eyeing the guidebook and then putting it into the, well, the. Oh, <laughs> okay. The, so that actually, that whole sequence, I wanted to bring that up. Because no. I didn't, I, I didn't, didn't bring it in my notes. With me. Super side-eye, okay. like, Within the span of about five minutes in that area, right before they head off, set yeah. out from the cars, that is, that is Chekhov's emporium. Like, yeah. they, they <laughs> it is like a shopping spree. They it cleaned is. out the fucking shelves because Juno's like, I've never been lost in my life. And she leaves behind the guidebook to the cavern, which Ooh. now we know it was a guidebook to a completely different cavern. Yeah, that's why she right. left it. She knew she didn't need it. But, you know, so like. So, yeah, it's okay because that's not the cavern they're in, but that's not okay because now they're fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, in Sam, uh, Sam's watch. They have, yeah, they, they talk about the watch forever. I don't know how this, I can't make this fucking watch work yeah. at the button. And that's when like, that watch is horrible. I would have broke up with him. It was yeah. a gift. Yeah. And so, but they had to call attention to yes. it. They had to load that. Uh, Sarah's pills. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. don't really get explained, but given that she spends literally the entire movie hallucinating. You gotta figure. Yeah. It's on some anti-psych shit. Well, and then there's, there is the reading of this film where there are no cave dwellers and Sarah kills everyone. It yeah. has been, uh, and actually, if I remember correctly, he, they asked Neil Marshall about that and he said that there was a scene that suggested that and he removed it yeah, from the movie. He, there yeah, was, there was at least but, one that he cut for that reason. He was like, right. oh, this is a little too. Oh, I would have loved yeah. it. I'd be too. I would have. Uh, honestly, I would have loved it if they I left the, it. might have made it a better movie. They should have left the original well, ending intact it, as well. We'll yeah. get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. I figure we talk about that when we hit the ending. Yes. Yeah. But because did you all, did we all watch on Netflix? Yes. Because yeah. Netflix does have the US. Yeah. I, yeah. I actually wish I would have watched it on Shutter. Just to oh, know. does it have the original ending? I don't know. Uh, That's why I wish I would have done it. Because uh, I figured I don't think I've ever seen the original ending. It's it's, it's only about a minute long. We'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah. It's it's not worth the effort. Okay. Like, that's all the reason you want to watch it. But right. <laughs> so like um to to continue on with the important, yeah. I'm almost done with that. Um, Holly and her sort of daredevil recklessness, like yep. that has to get kind of loaded in there. Mm-hmm. Both for both for her her behavior and that's um. It's echoed actually when she just goes and like repels way too fast down to yeah, the cave. Open fracture. Oh, yeah. Um, I was talking about the mouth of the cave. Like no one even getting to the. La- oh, oh yeah, it's true. And then um, Rebecca leaves the keys in the car, tucked above the visor. So well, that does come back. Yeah. Oh yeah. So like that sequence, and it's maybe five minutes in the beginning of the movie. That tells you how everything's going to play out. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but as they're hiking up to the mouth of the cave, Rebecca goes on this whole thing. Like, Sam's like, I've been caving. I know this. And Rebecca's like, you have no idea what could happen down there. You could get, you could get lost. You could, there could be a cave in. You could break your leg. Like, she you did everything that happened. Well, exactly. <laughs> you can have auditory and visual hallucinations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, 
taking notes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's also where they, where that's when they see the moose killed and yeah. they're all looking into wh- who killed it? Why is it dead? Right. And that's when Juno goes, this isn't nature investigations. And then later <laughs> Juno's going to be the one that says, no, tell us what this is. Yeah. yeah. So it, yeah, yeah, it's the, definitely that whole, yeah. that's the hike of, that's Chekhov's hike. We'll just call yeah, it Chekhov's hike. I, I ref- this is, this is like. <laughs> Chekhov's Bazaar. This is Chekhov's Emporium. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was, you know, Everything on sale. Like they don't, they didn't, they didn't stop. At, Lamp. Yeah, exactly. It was a bogo. You know? <laughs> they didn't. Uh, they, I'm sure that if we went back, there there has to be at least one insert shot of like the rope bag, one insert shot of a pickaxe. You know? They didn't. They didn't. Uh, they, they didn't stop at Bubba's last chance Harbinger gas station, but they did stop at the Chekhov Emporium. I know. Just to like they loaded the whole rest. Of That's the movie. because they spent their entire extras budget. Oh, yeah. on, um, the on the hospital scene. scene. Oh, yeah. 30 extras. Oh, yeah. They had to make it look like a hospital. And no, mm-hmm. never, well, not really. She could have ran down the empty hallway and seen Beth and not had anyone else in the room. Yeah. Uh, yes, but I think there was also, um, there was some additional impact because there's Sarah and Beth crying on the floor and other people just like walking around them. Like, yeah. like fuck this, I got shit to do. Yeah. Well, that was Brit- nice. And, that was Andy, very, very Br- British. British people don't show emotion. Very, very British. <laughs> So like they're sort of like wheeling a stretcher by and they're like, oh dear God. Really? Oh, I just really? I they're drinking their tea while they wheel the stretcher. I just can't. Oh, right. Oh, oh goodness. There's just no call for that. I say. All this Back blubbering. To the <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, so yeah, they don't know where they are. Nobody knows they're there. There's no rescue and they're fucked. They're um, so fucked. <laughs> they're fucked, the movie. Utterly. So they press on, finding Chester Copperpot's old caving gear. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No baseball card, though. I love, I love Juno's like, this is ancient. We don't use, I'm like, it's not like caving is that old of a right. thing. Come yeah, on it now, was, girl. But it was like, it was obvious, but it was obviously a piton that was left in that. It in was. Like a right. hundred years earlier. Yeah, a hundred, yeah, I'm sure. A long fucking time. Ago. Well, I mean, people have been caving for a very long time. Yeah. In um, Appalachia? Maybe. Yes. People, yes. I mean, people had been in the country for 300 years by that point. Why not? I hate to tell you this, Bob. People had been in the country a lot earlier than that. White people had been in the country for 300 years. Native Americans don't cave. They're they're like, fuck this shit. Only white people jump into caves. Wendigo. Wendigo's in that shit. Nope. Oh, my God. That's totally the plot of Zero Dawn Horizon. It's about white bitch who goes caving against all the natives' advice. Delightful. <laughs> oh my god, keep going. <laughs> uh, they also find some full-on Lascaux cave painting shit, uh, and like Werner Herzog is like making a movie out of it. Like, really? oh my god, this. Uh, <laughs> um, he just sort of like grumbles in unintelligibly, like, ah, the girls are uh, caving because of things. Which is why the cave dwellers look like Nosferatu. I don't really. Oh, really nice. Yeah, I like yes. That. Uh, I do Ooh. love the cave. I, I have a lot of questions about this cave artistry because I just want to be like, what was the what were they um, telling us about the cave? I think what they were actually the, the implication of that, um, and it's not a really strong correlation, but I think they were trying to draw it that the sort of the flesh ripping mutoids are actually evolved from the people who got lost. Yeah, well, no, from cavemen. That they were Neanderthals. They're, they're or atavisms. They're not. Oh, I, yeah. I could go yeah. with that. I just it's it's a little nonsensical, it, and they don't spend much time on it because no, they shouldn't have. It's true. It, it's a great. Um, it is a great like plot device. Like we need to be able to read the script to have hope. Yeah. So you know, I I'm fine with it. You, but it was just like when I was looking at it, I'm like, so there's a big cave. There's two triangles that I never would have thought were doors. I would have thought they were other hills mm-hmm. because I've yeah. lived in Appalachia and. Right. 
would never have went, oh, these things are obviously doors. And then there's just like buffalo and things. The thing the strange... And it was just, it was just, I looked at it and I, I, I almost wanted to pause and be like, what would this actually be telling someone? Like, cave paintings had a purpose. Well, what, yeah. what it would be, yeah, as far as what the, the paintings might have meant to the people who made them, I couldn't say. But yeah. it's just, if I'm, like, in that situation, yeah. first off, I'm not in that situation because my ass ain't going through that fucking tunnel. Mm. But if I'm right. in that situation and I see cave paintings, I'm like, oh, there's an exit somewhere. Because, you know, Neanderthal man wasn't, like, repelling across the fucking ceiling. They didn't do that shit. It's right. true. So, like, that means there's an exit on this side there's got to be because somebody, somebody's ass got in here 8,000 years ago to paint this shit. There must have been an exit somewhere. Maybe and, it's caved in, but yeah, there was a, and, you know. And I'm fine with that. Like, it's not a thing we need to spend time on, but it was just yeah. one of the moments where I'm like, girl, I, who spent the time to do this? Like, this yeah. took effort. Yeah. yeah. They spent a lot of time detailing those animals, too. They had little horns and little oh, yeah. feet. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I said, man. Well, that's, that's how, like, you figured, like, the cave dwellers, they actually were... They really were just trying to lure like documentarians. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's, their diet. <laughs> that's 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 their diet. They, they feed on. They felt like that would be. They, they feed on pasty nerds. They like they like <laughs> their meat to be really lean, and a little stringy. So yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> so so did they, they find starving. Artists. They found that after the whole like where after the whole Juno tries to be Superwoman. Sam burns her hand. I think no, no, so. not yet. Not I think yet. so. Actually, no. The cave painting is before that. Was it? Is yeah. it? Okay. It's at the very beginning of when they um, came. Yeah. Okay. I just remember the cave painting, the the one script thing that I hated about the cave painting scene is they were really trying to like argue about battery use and then they never care about battery use ever right? again. Right? Yeah. They were like, don't, don't waste the battery. God. And then later on in the movie, they're just like, just keep it on. Just keep it on forever. It's fine. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I'm just like. Because we don't hunt in the dark like they do. It's so good that they were blind and not just, you know, right. low vision. Well, right. they were, you know, they were cave dwellers, so they have no use for vision. Like Especially Chud. Like in the dark all the time. Huh? Right. Chud. Oh, yeah. I've not actually seen Chud, but I, I'm aware of it. Cannibalistic well, humanoid underground dwellers. Was, yeah. I was thinking of the fishies. Are those koi? No, he's no. thinking about the cave fish. Yeah, little blind cave fishies. Are they called Chud? No. no. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I was just thinking in terms of like cave cave wildlife that, you know, there's no light, so they don't need to see. But cave crickets. Why they, do I, I just think of spiders. Do spiders live in caves? There, Am there I are weird? cave spiders. spiders there places. are cave yes. crickets. Am there I just really terrified fish. of caves? So I'm like, spiders, ew, I'm done. <laughs> they're, they're, caves have their own ecosystem, none of which was actually shown in this movie. Yeah. No, of course not. That's a lot of extra budget. It is. <laughs> so um, Holly mistakes... Uh, uh, phosphorescence for daylight and runs ahead like an idiot, uh, falling down a hole and breaking her leg. That fracture is fucking oh, gnarly. Oh, no. And I love green stick fracture for sure. I oh know, my god! My favorite moment was definitely the off screen. I gotta push the bone in. I'm like, oh, I love that. That was off screen. It's like, oh, honey, you do that. <laughs> so while they're while it's, they're, it's really good that one of them was literally a test away from being. This must be a, yeah. This is after the yeah rope we, burn. yeah we definitely. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely compressing things. No, more. yeah, I just um, that rope burn scene. That was just the worst. Like, oh, that bothered me even more than the cave in. I know. Mm-hmm. Also. In case any one of our listeners do go caving, if you do have someone who gets injured, experts tell you to have one person wait with the injured person while the other people leave, and you definitely shouldn't carry your injured friend through the cave with you. Right. Just, just throwing that out there. You know, I did I did way too much research on caving <laughs> for something that I will never accomplish. So I have to share it now. Exactly. Before I delete it. Well, exactly. we are we are we are a leader in edutainment. We are. We are. <laughs> 
People come to us for educating horror movies. Yes. <laughs> uh, so as the others help Holly with her legs, Sarah goes for a little walkie-poo, just her and her audio hallucinations. Uh, and she observes a pale humanoid creature getting his golem on. No attack, he's just getting his oats. Yeah. He's... <laughs> um, <laughs> fucking oats. <laughs> oh. Were they steel cut or rolled? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Go. Um, <clears throat> so the group comes across a den of animal bones and are suddenly attacked by the creature. Um, the, they call him a crawler in the credits. I don't know. I just the, like it's buff golem as far as I'm concerned. Pretty much, it is it very. The, it's lots of hobbits. Yeah. One one yeah. cool thing I, I caught in the trivia on IMDb: uh, none of these guys were dancers. They were all actors. He didn't yeah. want them to move like fucking Martha Graham's school of cave dwelling. He, he wanted them to oh, Martha move. Graham, Martha Graham, can you, Martha can you Graham. Just, no, no. Can you just imagine? Oh God! Can you just imagine like a whole fucking row of buff golems doing some Bob Fosse shit? Man, the fucking rich man's food with just like fucking pale ass everywhere in the, and no dicks. In the musical version of The Descent, that we'll be producing later and on in our podcasting yes. career. Um, I'm just going to. Um, I'm going to f- cut in uh, Robin Williams' entire speech from Birdcage. Yeah. And I'm just going to make all of the actors do all those dances. And we're going to like, flashlight Fussy, it. Fussy, Fussy, and every Fussy. time they're going to be doing different, like, vogue oh, nice. moves. Yeah. yeah, it'll be like a, someone will have a camera or something. They just keep taking pictures, you know. I'm just, I've planned this all out. <laughs> anyway, go. Um, go, go, go. <laughs> so Holly is killed, and then the girls um, become the DM's worst nightmare, and they split the fucking party. Oh, no. Party. So, wh- Girl, this is why I firmly believe that, that Juno and Holly are in a lesbian relationship because let her go. Bitch yep. is so dead. Yep. And Juno and you know is what? not letting go. Nope. So but this is really interesting. Well, let me run through this, through what happens real quick, and then we'll talk we'll talk about okay. it real fast. So yeah, Holly's killed. Sarah falls down a hole, gets knocked unconscious. Uh, all the time. She falls down a metaphor. She has more <laughs> she has more concussions than Giles on Buffy. Yeah. Oh my god. Juno rolls a nat 20 and kills a crawler with her axe. Um, she then gets really carried away and, and accidentally stabs Beth through the neck. No, she she rolls a, a critical hit and then a critical fail. And then she one after one. the other. Yeah. Oh, and it's interesting that you brought up that she's like, she's not leaving Holly, but the minute that axe goes through Beth's neck, Beth's like I'm done. Like, please Bye. don't leave me. And she's like, I'm just going to like fade. I'm going to fade. <laughs> like Homer in the bushes. In a very yeah, sinister yeah. way back into the shadows. Yeah. Uh, Holly then casts like shadow power and was like, nope. <laughs> she's really fucking dead. No, it's Juno. That's right. Holly I was yeah, dead. I meant Juno. Sorry. <laughs> um, Beth collapses with Juno's pendant in her hand. Uh, oh, I already said that. Yeah, Juno. Juno's, with, with the best, Juno's the pendant, by the way, comes in handy later. Yeah, yeah. the I, best insert shot of like yeah. just a hand holding a pendant that oh. hopefully you caught on when she kissed the pendant earlier. Yeah, right. Um, and actually, and uh, there's a drop line. It's not even a drop line, but like a quotation that yeah. turns up to be on the pendant later. Mm-hmm. Like again, like these these people like fucking. They just raided Chekhov's closet. It was yeah. double. It was double coupon day. <laughs> it was at Chekhov's Emporium, and they fucking went. They, it was mm. Chekhov's Emporium's clearance sale. They had to get yeah, the whole store like, cleared out. And like I'm making fun it's of it a little bit, time. but I swear yeah. to God, like that's really good. There's so many moving parts in this. There's a lot of elements that just everything comes back. It's no, really it, good. It, this movie does a great job of building and letting the audience in. 
Yeah. Yeah. There is enough dropped references that if you don't catch every one, you're not fucked. Right. But you still can miss. Right. Right. And, and there are things that will make sense in retrospect. Yeah. But, and it's, yeah, like it does a really good job of uh, just putting, presenting everything in a way that you can you can follow it really well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, except for the scenes where and where they're being attacked in darkness, those are very chaotic, but they're kind of supposed but to they, be. But yeah, no, and yeah, I like, yeah, it's yeah. not chaotic like 31 chaotic. No, it's-, it's Where the camera was jumping. Yeah. Right. It it's, was just film. It was actually, I loved, this is a great example. Directors take note, because a lot of directors listen, you know. Um, directors and DPs take note. <laughs> this is a great use of cutting during an action scene. And obviously they were cutting a lot to hide yeah. makeup de- deficits yeah. and things like that. And but genitalia. They, they edited it <laughs> so perfectly that you it feels really natural that you're watching chaos. Yeah. yeah. Versus like when sometimes they cut a lot of action to cut out, you know, stunt doubles and it looks like you're watching like a 12-year-old edit film. So uh, it's just mm-hmm. it's a, it's the difference between just having a lot of motion. Yeah. Which is the 31. Version. Well, the 31 was like the handheld camera. Things yeah, so basically it's like, oh, there is a lot of motion it's taking place, therefore it is exciting for the audience. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's like it mistakes motion for excitement because yeah. in these these are still composed shots. They're just giving them to you really quick. Yeah, right. and I like and I, and they they're cut in a sensical way where our brain can almost forget that we're watching cuts. Yeah. Right. Whereas a lot of like Michael Bay does this, but other people do it less bad. Yeah. But he does it where he'll cut around you know, Marky Mark, who doesn't want to do his own stunts. And the cuts don't make sense because we're like flip perspective so much. Yeah. Because he didn't get enough shots because he didn't want to pay enough for it. Right, right. Yeah, and Bay's also... And that's what I said. Bay is is a whole other Bay is particularly bad. There are other people who do, but that was just the first name that I got. Yeah. Bay and McGee. McGee is a good example of that. Like in the Charlie's Angels movies... Where he Which didn't, I still love. where he didn't, where Drew Barrymore refused to do any of her own stunts. Right in action scenes with Drew Barrymore, sometimes you watch them and it's seriously like you'll cut around her so much. You're like, mm-hmm. I can't, my brain can't turn this into a single scene. Kind of like watching um, Holly Berry try to play basketball in fucking Catwoman. Yes, uh, yeah. a little bit because unlike um, I love that movie too, but because it's Why? Awful. unlike Sigourney Weaver, no, I love that movie. For, oh, you're talking about Sigourney Weaver yeah. in Alien Resurrection with the yeah, basketball because she plays basketball. Yeah. Like Sigourney Weaver loves it and works at its Avatar. She put it in Avatar. She loves basketball, but no, that's like um, the only reason I love Catwoman is because of the Francis Conroy scene, mm. ha- Halle Berry and Francis Conroy talking about mythology. I love Frances Conroy. She well, can do Conroy is no wrong to me. Okay. So I love her in anything. I love Catwoman because it's the closest we're going to get to Clayface on screen. I'm still really, well, so this is completely random. I still love A.J.S. Coven just for Frances Conroy. Yeah. Like we could edit together only her scenes. Valencia! And it would be my favorite like 15 minute piece right? of film. Right? Yeah. Frances Conroy is amazing. Love her. Here we go. So Sarah awakens uh, to find herself in a den of human and animal carcasses and witnesses Holly's body being eaten for Sunday dinner by the Gollum family. Uh, uh, I like it. Pass I like the it. liver. <laughs> mm. I need a little Chianti. Do we have any? Mm. Oh, we ran out. Damn. Uh, Juno discovers markings pointing to a specific path through the caves. They're actually arrows. Yes, um, which my favorite point is the very first arrow you see, she's going the wrong way. Yes. Yeah. She very clearly is going the wrong way, and, I'm, and that's, again, lovely Paul. That left me that very... That arrow's the wrong way. <laughs> well, that actually left me just really kind of wondering, like, okay, so are the arrow supposed to be pointing, like, this is the way that I went, or is the arrow supposed to be pointing, this is the way out? Yeah, you just... The arrow, uh, there's probably, like, a message of it. It's like, monsters, arrow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really. And she's like, follow the arrows. Yeah. 
Um, and I said to Marge, I said, monsters are such interesting people. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Let's so, give you a permanent amendment. <laughs> After regrouping with Sam and Rebecca and realizing the golem's use of sound to hunt. I want to keep calling them golem, but then it sounds like golem, like G-O-L-E-M. And that's yeah. not what they are. Yeah, they're not Jewish Got mystical em. legends. Got Actually, em. we can't tell because we can't see their dicks. <laughs> it's true. So they, they could may... be. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, um, I, this is um, this is my favorite missed moment. Opportunity for dick. In this so, mm. uh, anyone who's watching who hasn't seen this for some reason is still listening or wants to watch it again. Watch it with the subtitles on, oh. because the person who edited the subtitles gave all of the noises that these people make agency. So it'll like describe what kind of snarl, what kind of noise, and it, it, it adds a whole extra level of like it tells you like what it, like the person who drew the subtitles right. what the monster was thinking. Seriously, because it, it, there's a couple where it's like Girl. excitedly snarls, confused snickering, like it, it, it gives snarls a lot of you know. And there's just a lot of times I was reading it like. I know this isn't everyone's experience, but I love this. This is giving me a lot right? of extra right I'm now. I'm going back right? for that. Yeah, yeah man. It was just... So Juno tells him the marking she discovered may point to the way out, but she will not leave without Sarah. Which is real random. Like, is yeah. this guilt? I think totally. It, there's a lot. It, it plays that way. Totally. I'm guessing... She, she just killed Beth. It's totally guilt. I, I just well, can't... she also... I, she dragged them all the fuck down there. She so, did. Supposedly because she wanted to get back, get close to Sarah again. And, but, and I like... And rekindle. I love right. Sarah's call out where she's like, are you doing this for me or you? Right. And, you know, obviously it wasn't a question. Yeah. Love passive aggressive questions. Yeah, yeah Scott. Um, <laughs> but, um, no, I just... I, <laughs> I enjoy that moment because it was the perfect... This, I cannot believe how well written this is for the guy who gave us dog soldiers. Mm -hmm. No shit. Exactly. Like right? I just cannot believe it is night and day, man. He, it is night in and RuPaul day. terms, he stepped his pussy out. He did. <laughs> he stopped yeah. relying on that body. Like <laughs> I was just, I just. So that moment was so well written. The way she said it. Oh, the yeah. way Juno did not respond, and I love it. Because mm -hmm. I was like, yes, is Juno, I think, is the most complicated character in this. Because I still don't understand her motivation. Other than the, like, I'm pretty sure at the beginning it was all about her and naming it. And she was mm -hmm. going to be this entrepreneur. Well, I think it was, it was right. partly that. It also was, it was, there was almost a sort of voodoo about it. Because and there's even the drop line where she's like, you know, you're not the only one who lost somebody. Which was a yes. kind of a major red light. Yeah. yeah. But so she actually had her own grieving process because not only did she lose, she lost, you know, oh, this dude yeah. that she obviously had feelings for. Right. She I mean, lost it, her best friend over that because like Sarah disappeared, vanished into her own grief and, and issues. Well, and Juno vanished from Sarah's life. Yes, because yeah. Juno, because she had her own grief and guilt over the whole shit. So I, like the the desire to reconnect like that, I get that. I, I don't get why it had to happen in a fucking cave no one's ever heard yeah, of. Yeah, I'm like, you couldn't have just done lunch? It's very yeah. Simon Pegg <laughs> in the world's end kind of like, like just trying way too hard yeah, no, this to turn definitely... back the clock or something. Well, and here's, here's the other thing that I don't get, okay? That's a great reference, actually. I understand that you were probably yeah. friends Just trying to get the band back together so hard and yeah. not realizing that everybody's kind no, of I, moving on with it. I need right. to pause everything and be like, that was the perfect, th these actually, I now need to have the descent and the world's end um, at a drive-in somewhere, do a double feature. Oh, that would be a great because fucking double feature. it is the perfect, like, <clears throat> yeah. I love double features that are, like, thought-provoking. That, that, are, that are connected in, an, in a way that is not yes. obvious. Yes, that is, because that's, right. that's exactly what this is. Juno... 
And I think that helps. I still am honest. Like, she is still too complicated of a character for me to understand at any moment, which I love. I like real people in my movies. Mm -hmm. So, but she, yeah, no, just... Go with what you're going to say, Bob, because I don't have words well, yet. Well, the only thing is, the the only thing I don't understand is, okay, they were probably friends long before Sarah got married. Mm-hmm. But do you really? I I I'm kind of seeing Juno as the girl that consistently stole Sarah's boyfriends. Yeah, cunt consistently. Yes, I'm Cunt's like, sad. why do you continue to be friends if this is always happening to you? But we don't know about that past. It's also so a I'm like, girl thing. Oh, Bob, Bob, yeah. no, no, no one told them life was going to be this way. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> your job's a joke. You're broke. Juno's job is a joke, <laughs> and she's probably broke now. Oh god! Broken. And her love life was the other way. It was. <laughs> and I bet Holly was stuck in second gear. <laughs> well, they were definitely stuck in level two. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. It hasn't been her day, her week, her month, or her year. Or her year. <laughs> she lost Paul. She did. And she lost Jessica. And she lost Juno. But, for and, a she lost, and just, she lost Jessica's cake, No, as far too. as Sarah is She consumed, was really into that cake. Wait, yeah. as far as Sarah is consumed, concerned, Juno will be there for her. <laughs> She'll be there for her. <laughs> okay, we when can the rain stop starts, now. Even when the rain starts to fall. <laughs> oh exactly. Like, she's been there before, Bob. <laughs> I keep thinking I'm not going to remember the next part of the I song, know. and then it comes to me. God damn it, friends. <laughs> why are you so fucking ubiquitous? Oh, my oh God. My God. Just it's, just, it. it's, it's hard to rely on your good intentions. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I will say that is a great theme song. I will. <laughs> it, it is. It's, it's, um, the show itself problematic. For, the for show did not hold up for me. I can't watch it anymore, but I no. loved it when I was younger. Oh, I couldn't right. watch it then. I hated it then. I liked it a lot, but, but I mean, God, I watched I'm, it because it was on. I mean, in the 90s, I went from three to, to 10, basically. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, no, I get for that. So <laughs> by, the, by the time that happened, I, me and everybody I knew was into Buffy, and that was it. I mean, yeah. I'm still, I'm still. No, I'm it's, yeah. it's there. I'm Buffy, not is, much, but... Buffy is wonderful, and I still love it. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway. No, but I just, Juno, so because like, there's June. There's early on Juno who is an arrogant person. Yeah, and then we keep going, and it gets. She gets more arrogant, and then she gets more confused, and then when she crit fails Beth. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. which I gotta love. You gotta love Paul for this moment. I forgot to mention this. Totally, Paul's response was like. Bethel shouldn't have snuck up on her. And I'm like, God damn, victim blaming Beth. It's like, okay. <laughs> right? No. It's like, you're, you. not, you're not wrong, but you're kind of an asshole I'm right like, now. I was kind of like, <laughs> no, she shouldn't have snuck up on her, but I'm pretty sure Juno shouldn't have just been swinging a pickaxe everywhere. Right. I will say, right. in almost any other movie, when somebody does the sneak up jump scare, I'm yeah. like, oh my God, don't you? That's what you get. That's what you get. But I was too busy feeling awful for Beth because I, I actually I, like Beth. I, I kind I of would have been okay with just a punch to the face, but no, pickaxe to the neck. Yeah. Yeah, this movie does a really good hit. Chicks too. with picks. Because chicks that's, with picks. That's the name. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. Was, yeah. that was the name of the movie. That was, it was, that yeah. was what that they was referred to the movie during the Snarkily during the, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> I just. I, I love that um, not only did Juno pickaxe her crit fail, but she like not she d twentyed her crit fail because she de- didn't just pickaxe her through the throat. She hit her perfectly so that she didn't hit her trachea. Uh-huh. Yeah, she could still breathe. She didn't hit her vocal cords. She yeah. could still speak, and she and didn't, didn't hit, hit a hit major a... artery. She just right. hit a close to major artery. Right. So she just kind of sits there so and lingers until the rest of them find time her to bleed out. Like it takes so, her like twenty more minutes. Yeah. To basically, out. it's like Timothy Dalton at the end of Hot Fuzz. Yes. Like, he, mm, yeah. yeah. So. Anyway. 
But I ju- just Juno. So we can keep mm-hmm. going. I just yeah. I had to have that moment for Juno. No, I get it. It's, she is oh. still she. It's a good time to to, to she get is her, the most get complex character. character yeah. I think because everyone um, else has while they are a full person, and I'm not saying they're not. They have a very right. singular motive. This movie. This movie is about. Juno and Sarah in a way mm-hmm. that it is not about the other girls. It's true. And for Sarah, it's it's very through-lined. She has one mm-hmm. mission yeah. of going from, you know, the completely destroyed, still in depression, yeah. still possibly dealing with major psychosis. Yeah. And she comes when she comes out of that blood, she is a new Laura Croft. Yeah. And she is a new person. She's the she's, fucking Morrigan, is what she also, is. She's fucking, yeah. She's, she's yeah, the, she's the totally. embodiment Sarah of gone death. Bye bye. Yeah. She is yeah. up until yeah no and it I is just, it's actually there's even a uh, almost a we're jumping ahead but it doesn't really matter uh, at this point this is just things happening uh, but, yeah but, 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 the but, next major thing is the Beth reveal that we've right already, but since yeah. you since you I mean since you mentioned the blood like that that's almost there's a sort of mythic yes um the the, the the plunging of the person into a body of water uh, as a transformative kind of thing that is. Big, yeah. big, and it's almost like a baptism. Well, that, that uh, it's actually it's big in werewolf, blood. Uh, yeah. werewolf mythology. Yeah, because so, of all of your um, book reading, you've <laughs> no, 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 like, <laughs> no, no, no. To, to be clear, actual werewolf mythology, <laughs> yeah. not romance novels. Right. Um, um, yeah, if you, if you, if you like the, bullshit. I think we've even talked about it during the Dog Soldiers episode. We were talking about like the the Greek myths where, where yeah, uh, lycanthropy first kind of was brought up. That there was always there was always. Um, the being plunged into a body of water or mm-hmm. blood in this case has a transformative uh, effect. And it's the same way, like, you know, I grew up in a Christian household and yeah, they're baptism. big in that shit. And that yeah. is, yeah, yeah. And baptism is, a, is definitely a, yeah. So, so in Western, in Western uh, theology and just culture, it's a big deal. Yeah. So that was really well, good. Even in Indian, like in India, yeah. you know, bathing in the, the Ganges <sighs> is a huge mm-hmm. way to get rid of sins from your life. And it's, also really, it's also a really, really, really great way to get, to get hepatitis. Well, I mean, <laughs> hepatitis, dysentery. It's, it you shouldn't drink the water. Right. God, um, it's nasty that one. But the, so the other thing is this: a good reference to this that would have been around the same time was that Beowulf movie, the mm-hmm. uh, drawn of the uh, rotoscope. The rotoscope. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see Angelina, that one. I, I saw Eaters of the Dead, which yeah. was essentially Beowulf, the yeah. earlier version yeah. of Beowulf. But there's um, a scene in that Beowulf yeah. I've never the seen. The CGI Beowulf actually was really good. Where, but I where like Angelina Jolie's character actually does this exact pop out of the water mm-hmm. eyes ah. first. Like yep. that scene is almost exactly the same, and it's come from other things too that I can't remember. Oh, I love that. It, it's it's it, like Predator. Yes. Arnold Schwarzenegger does it in Predator. You come yes. out and see what's going on first before you get out. And you're right. When when Schwarzenegger goes into the mud on mm-hmm. Pre- in Predator, he looks like a person. When he comes out, he doesn't he doesn't look human anymore. Right. Yeah. It, and it's, it's the same thing when she is just completely coated head to toe in blood. Although I will say that they. Um, did, but in this case, they I, combed out her hair. Yes. <laughs> but the other thing that's really interesting, and I, I promise I'll stop dominating in a second, um, is that. When she comes out of the blood, she is literally just the color red, wet red from head to mm-hmm, toe. Mm-hmm. And the crawlers are the sort of wet, dirty white from mm-hmm, head to toe. Mm-hmm. And but it's 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 sort of like brings her into their plane and they're they're much more similar um than than well, they had been before. One one other metaphor that I was gonna get into, and specifically in regards to the blood, the blue blood, birth. It's all women. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's there. It may not be prevalent, but it's her her rebirth, rebirth as yeah. this as this Morrigan, as this goddess of death. Sort Hopefully, of thing. Um, 
coming out of a bloody puddle isn't your main reference Hopefully. for birth. Right. I, I mean, I don't know about you guys. I always prefer to. Come well, there was the also the 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 tunnel that they I'm got stuck read, in. I'm going to regret that of, sentence. <laughs> yeah. No, so the, the it's going to be a hard sentence to cut the, around. The yeah. most the most interesting thing from your metaphor yeah. is when you look at her. She comes out. She's fully covered. Yeah. And as the movie is going to progress, she's going to lose more and more of yeah. the blood, and she's also going to lose more and more of her like berserker barbarian rage That's right mm-hmm. so it's almost like it she goes more... into like this rage moment and it kind of filters that, out that scream yeah. so by the time when she vomits at the very end right yeah. before it cuts yeah like that's almost the end of her mm-hmm. rage and she's now back to person and i right. will say i think all, another thing to, uh, to keep in mind is that while she is sort of doing that sort of berserker thing yeah um she, her behavior from here until the end of the movie, though no less ruthless, calm. becomes far more calculated. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's all, she is. It's a very intensely calm, a very icy kind yes. of rage. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, even when, yeah. um, well, this so my, my, my moment I have to mention from this scene is about to be that this is the most convenient placing of bones ever. Mm-hmm. I understand that movies need convenience, but good God, there are some good hip right. bones that were just left right there for her. Also. She is the best plan ahead person ever because she totally threw that torch right before she went into the blood she water. Did. Yeah. She did. Otherwise, the movie would have been very different. Um, nope. Just saying. Yeah. But later, even when you watch Juno fighting and you watch her fighting, and Juno has this like desperation to her, which is mm-hmm. why she keeps succeeding. Yeah. And Sarah has none of that. She is completely calm. She is in complete control through her fight. That's like when she. I fingers out the eyes. Yep. Yeah. You know, she is always in control. She's mm-hmm. she lets herself be drug over so she gets into prime position to then whack him. Yep. Yeah. You know, and so she and I, I thought that was a great dichotomy when they're still showing that Juno is still desperate. Right. She yep. does not have any control anymore. And Sarah now is like, no, I am Queen Bitch. Like, Absolutely. I have usurped Queen Bitch from you. <laughs> yeah. She like she took the she took the red bow off her, tied yeah. it in her hair. She has this, the mm-hmm. talking stick now. Yeah, it's like yep. she's the new Heather. Yeah. <laughs> um, now I'm Heather McNamara, <laughs> but I'm still so, Veronica. All right, so we just jumped ahead of where we were. Let me, let me catch up real quick. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna rapid fire it. Uh, so Sarah encounters Beth, who tells Sarah that Juno wounded and abandoned her. Beth also gives her Juno's pendant, which Sarah recognizes as a gift from Paul. Therefore, Juno had an affair with Paul before his death. And Beth obviously knew. Mm-hmm. She must have, yeah. She very clearly, from the look she gives Sarah, oh, Beth knew yep. what was happening and has chosen to never say anything about mm-hmm. it. Which is also, I think, why Beth, in the beginning, is very particularly cold to Juno. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Like, Beth and Juno's interactions are only focused on Sarah. They have nothing well, right. between also- them anymore. But again, Juno kind of ran out on Sarah after and, the death of well, her husband. I, think, so, yeah. I almost think Beth feels like Juno was fucking Sarah over. Yeah. Then Juno left both of them. Yeah. She not only left yeah. Sarah, but she left Beth to be the only person to take care of Sarah. Right. And of course, at that point, she, nobody can say anything to Sarah because Paul is dead. Yeah, this yeah. would not be helpful. No. And it was the right Paul. choice for Beth never to tell her. But I, I think in that year... Beth's experience was that there was nothing left to save between her and Juno. Sure. That she was almost just here because she thought Sarah needed it and Juno thought Sarah needed it and it was like, okay, I'm not here for you. Sarah was obviously down. Yeah. So she's like, I'm here for Sarah and all of their interactions, if you watch this movie, are very cold. They have no friendship anymore. Right. So you can, I think that's the moment when Beth's even admitting like, yeah, I've always known. Yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, she's in quite a lot of pain and actually dying, but she doesn't want to be eaten alive by the, by the crawlers. Beth begs Sarah to euthanize her, which Sarah does with a rock. Mm -hmm. So catching up, yeah, Sarah encounters a family of crawlers, kills them all covered in blood in the process. After, I love this. Says the Wikipedia. Afterwards, she has a psychotic breakdown, as if she's not been completely bug fucked the whole fucking time. Just now, it just started. Yeah, like oh right. no, like she's been hearing her child giggling and like and scoping out that birthday cake. Yeah, yeah. really. Wants psychotic break in well, three, and she, that's like, Is that? A, do you think that's like an Adventures of Tom Sawyer uh, well, reference? What, like she's in, she's trapped in a cave and dreaming of cake. Possibly. <laughs> what I love is. Like, her her child's birthday party Talk didn't American. happen, right? So the birthday cake is completely imaginary, right? Yeah, that scene never existed in reality. So are you right. trying to tell me that I can't say it? I can't say it. That the cake is a lie. I just can't say it. The cake is in fact a lie. I can't bring myself to say it. It's true though, right? literally. So um, while Sarah is making friends and influencing people, Juno, Sam, and Rebecca—I think they've reunited. They're pursued by a big, big group of golems. Uh, the golem. Family. Fuck it. Crawlers. Yeah, crawlers. Uh, <laughs> uh, and that's in the, the scene that we were talking about with mm-hmm. the panning back and forth. Like, that's when that yeah, happens. That's such a good scene. Uh, I've already riffed on how great that is. We don't yeah. have to talk about that. Um, they reach they reach another chasm. I don't think it's the same chasm as the first one. Uh, Sam tries to climb across it, but uh, it has her throat ripped out by a crawler. Sort she was of, very she was much committing, like... She was holding her own... Obnoxious suicide. Yeah, pretty like, much. I think ish although although not necessarily because again we there was water below there because that's what juno falls into after yeah. after the crawler comes from the ceiling and kills sam another crawler comes up from behind and drags rebecca off and kills her mm-hmm. uh juno falls down into the water and gets climbs herself back out to the other side where she getting somewhat attacked by one of the things in the well water. what yeah, i love she, she kills it in the water for crawlers not being able to see great aim on slitting her throat yeah 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 movie convenience um yep. So Juna encounters Sarah, lies to her about having seen Beth die, which Beth, um... Best. Ting, ting, ting. Best moment I have of the receipts, bitch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That was like Becky with the manager hair. Yep. It was like, oh. was like, do you stock that product? Uh. You know? <laughs> so they, this is where, as you mentioned, they both fight off a group of the crawlers. Uh, after that's all done, Sarah, it's like, Icy, icy cold and I in charge. Mm-hmm. I love she just, she just holds her arm out like, I know I'm going to kill you, bitch. Mm-hmm. I'm just waiting. Mm-hmm. She reveals that she knows that Juno had yeah, killed Beth and yeah. left her to die or wounded. Well, hit her through she the throat. She reveals just by like popping the necklace out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was the yeah. best nonverbal reveal. She's just like, it's like, okay, bitch, I know everything. Yeah. Literally, literally everything that you've been like hoping like hell I don't know. I, I know it. And, and we even, a uh, great shot, great actress playing Juno, mm-hmm. saw it all go over her face. Yeah. We no. saw every realization, like, like oh, mm-hmm. oh, oh, fuck. Oh, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, God oh, damn shit. it. You know everything. Yes. Oh, you know, you know. <laughs> yes. And that must have just been her guilt that kept her there. Because uh-huh. if I was her, I seriously would have backed the fuck up. You I don't know, think she would have gotten I, far. I would have gotten out of at least arm's length. Yeah, push. Yeah. I would have pushed her. Like, that's yeah. something. That's so, something. Yeah. So, uh, because Juno remains within arm's length, Sarah takes, gives, hits her. Sh- Sarah basically gives her the full on Nancy Kerrigan. She just like fucking. Oh, yeah. Takes out yeah. her knee with her, yeah. with her pickaxe oh. uh, and leaves her to die with a swarm Does of crawlers. Does leave behind. her the pickaxe, though. Yeah. At least yeah. she can defend herself, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> she, She's like, I'm not killing you, bitch. I'm just making it hard. Yeah. No, I'm going to make you suffer every ounce that I have. Bye, bitch. Yeah. Bye. She was like, bye, Felicia. Bye. Hold on to the pain. Yep. Yeah. Um, Sarah falls down a hole and is knocked. I feel like (laughs) 
She does that a lot. Falling yeah. down holes, yes. More concussions than Giles and Buffy. Right. Sarah falls down another hole and is knocked unconscious again. Mm-hmm. Uh, she awakens, uh, manages to escape from the cave via a very heavy-handed metaphor. Hmm. She literally climbs up a mountain of bones. You cannot tell mountain me Mountain of bones and, and then is burst through a tiny hole. <laughs> it's true. Uh, she gets back to the car and speeds off. She pulls over to the side of the road and breaks down in tears. Uh, a truck passes her way too close, which kind of like triggers her or some shit. Mm-hmm. She opens the window, leans out and vomits. When she leans back in, the camera pans to the left and she sees Juno sitting next to her and screams. She wakes up back in the cave. At least, so, well, we so don't the see... the U.S. ending... <clears throat> just shows with her waking up. And it, well, yeah. yeah, it just crops to her eyes. Right. Yeah. And you can kind of tell it's in a different location, but right. you would have to have known why. Yeah. Otherwise, you just think it was just weird filmmaking. Yeah. Right. So, basically, that it's... And it's also... But that's the same shot that they use when she is waking up from any of her hallucinations in the past. Yeah. So, we are, we're aware that that is. Um, in the In the original... In the film's original ending... She wakes up back in the cave, yeah. surrounded by crawlers, and she's going to die. Right. Um, well, I, I, I can kind of see why yeah. they cut it out, because if they didn't cut it out, they would have no sequel, because no one would know about the crawlers, which is why they went back in. I'm perfectly fine with having no sequel. They could have had a yeah, sequel. Yeah. Where people just try to, to cave dive this new cave. Right. And I, also don't, I also don't think that they wrote this with the sequel in mind. No, they it's didn't. very clear they that... This they is, wanted this a less the grim original ending. ending. Yeah, it was it was not cut for sequel reasons. It was cut because they thought it would be too grim for U.S. audiences. Right. And, and I kind of hate and, that. They did that really, to Little Shop of Horrors too. They did. Right? I mean, they did that with everything. Well, a this lot is of a little different because this is this is a very very brutal and uncompromising movie. And I think yeah. they felt like maybe like okay, they've been through enough. Maybe give them, <laughs> yeah. maybe just like give them give them something to hold yeah. on to. And th- keep in mind, this is two thousand five. <laughs> yeah, this is the same year the first Saw came out. Mm-hmm. So we haven't yet trained U.S. audiences the way Saw did, where nowadays yeah. they never would have cut that ending. Right. Or if they cut it, it wouldn't have been for grim reasons. It would have been for confusion or because yeah. you want a better ending. Like, right. the ch- ending, would, the reasoning would have changed, if nothing else. I am happy that, that U.S. audiences are getting more comfortable with a downer ending. I like a downer ending. I do. do. I mean, oh. I, I don't necessarily need a downer ending, but... If it fits and it seems right, let it happen. I think if it, it fits, it sits. I think in yes. this case, it. it, it <laughs> I think it, it probably like I even still look at with her waking up like that in my head canon. She's waking up in the cave. Yeah, I mean, I um, still because I don't think <clears throat> you know cropped out shot or not. I still feel like the reading of her killing all of her friends and being crazy is very valid. Oh yeah, I, I think so. Very definitely. Um, so. Because I think when we're, we're we're talking about the descent. Yes, they are making a descent literally into the earth and. They are going and they're down. They're making a descent mm-hmm. into um, madness. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's, anyway. that's the other, and you know, well, descent into that, that kind of altered statesy primal yeah. um, mm-hmm. state of being, um, and her psychosis, mm-hmm. um, which is the double entendre of the name. Yeah, was they're all descent into inhumanity, um, but also from from a physical standpoint, they go down constantly. Yeah, like she, yes. they keep going down. Sarah mm-hmm. goes down. She falls down another hole and gets knocked unconscious. And then all of a sudden she's like, oh, wait, there's just a little bit of light here. Like physically, that does not yeah. make sense. Well, to, to be as fair as I can be to the movie, yeah. they did go up a hill. Yeah. So they very easily could have gone down and then gone out. Yeah. That is not yeah. out of the question. I suppose. With how, especially if we're getting into the lower part of the of Appalachia, a lot of those hills get much bigger. Yeah. So they very easily could have, they could have... Uh, shorted the amount of hike up 
Yeah. And then the amount going down. Of course, the line, we're 200 feet underground. It doesn't make sense with that. Right. But Juno also says that at a point when no one knows where they are. Right. Well, I think it also, like, I don't think I was that far off base describing the method of her escape from the cave as a heavy-handed metaphor. It was. It is. It a, pretty much was. It is <laughs> a in maybe 50 foot incline of bones leading to I mean, it's literally clawing her way back yeah. to life. Yeah. It, she, and I understand and they shot it in a, in a, in a sound, stu- in a, they shot it on a, on a sound stage. It's in a studio. Uh, and it's a very stylized representation. So maybe I'm mistaking that for something. They just haven't found fire yet and don't know how to get rid of their trash. They, you know, I just, <laughs> I, they just need a monolith. I think at that point in the <laughs> film, especially if you think about the original ending, there is no reason to think that it's not just a, Convenient metaphor. Yeah. Right. It is just as dream statey as every other moment. Mm-hmm. And this is a movie that works in the in that dream state level really a uh, lot. The whole yeah. almost Which the I whole movie that. because you know you're definitely not in a normal environment. Um yeah. you know, you're you're talking about you know, removing a lot of your senses from the picture. Yeah. Which means that and that as I mentioned, you could be suffering from hallucinations. The environment is going to gaslight you. Well, and it's very like even the first scene where you actually see one of the cave dwellers, which is the very first flare. Mm-hmm. And it's the first time that she hears a giggle mm-hmm. and she yeah. walks away and she doesn't see it, but it's in the background. Yes. And every time, and this is again where I think the director, his instinct to pull that scene is a bad instinct. You mean the, the one to, yeah. to uh, the, the one that makes it more um, confusing. Yeah. I, I don't disagree. This movie definitely went there. And it so was, it, it I would very like to... clearly was written that way. Yeah. She <laughs> seems to, you know, other than the fact that seriously, you can read this movie where she is psychic mm-hmm. and has predictions of the future. Right. Because she definitely, she only has those visions in the cave around like when she hears the giggling or when she, and again, That's the right. subtitles mm-hmm. very much help with this because sometimes the creatures are described as giggling. Right. Yeah. And the subtitles very clearly, every time you hear that giggle goes, Jessica giggling. Uh-huh. So yeah. anytime you may not have heard it, but it was in there, oh. Jessica giggling oh, would no. show up on the screen. I mm-hmm. heard it. Seriously, y'all, headphones. I There's, can see where headphones the, really make a difference. Well, the sound mix is really, really, really good. The sound mix is very Scorsese-esque. Like the, very subtle. The, 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 like the giggling, the, the giggling music. and the chittering in the background. There's hardly any music in it. I know, but the beginning, the entire like pre-cave scene, the music is yeah. scored way above the dialogue. Mm-hmm. I don't think from I a normal that. like TV. Like okay. from yeah. a headphones from surround, oh, okay. maybe not, but just a regular TV, like just watching in my room okay. on my television. All I heard was music sometimes, and I was just like, I cannot hear these British people because they're talking quietly. Right. No, I never had that. Well, I have a problem with British TV that way in general. Well, usually yeah. I, I watch a lot of stuff in my headphones, so normally this doesn't bother me, but yeah. I also do watch things like, and one of the things with Paul, why I had the, the things on, sometimes he has trouble hearing dialogue, so we always keep the subtitles on just so that we don't have to turn the volume up to 80. Right. Like we can right. keep it at a normal level, and if he just misses dialogue, he can try to read it. Yeah. But, and it works really well, and it, it led to me learning a lot more about these creatures and their various choices of there's at least four different kinds of sounds they can make. There's an expansion right. to like the Sims 4 that's going to be like, yeah. it's going to be the crawler expansion. Exactly. <laughs> It'll be like one of those ant farms like you can like zoom out and go <laughs> down and do the crawler right. section, zoom yeah. out, come up, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually the new part of Farmville. Oh, nice. God. Cave dwellers, yeah. Cave dwellers, <laughs> So I just... Albino cave dwellers. I yeah. just, you know, so I, lo- I think he did a really good job as a director with this, but... Every 
time I hear about his instincts with this movie, I just want to be like, no. Uh, you you almost took something that was better and you made it just a little worse and it was your personal opinion. I want to be like, don't have opinions. I mean... Uh, I kind of get it. I mean... I get it too because I, I can understand wanting to please the audience. I understand where that would have come in. No, Bob. Please, but, the audience is not what art is about. Certainly not what this podcast is about. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, I mean... I would have loved to see the movie where it is intentionally made confusing as to whether or not Sarah is like committing murder. Well, it was the way made. the way that it was described is that it was a single scene. Yeah, it was and, one right. scene. And to his credit, even without whatever that scene is, it's still there. That doubt is still there. It is. It is. It's and totally just, there. And who knows? Maybe the scene was terrible for other reasons. And this yeah. one interview, he just pretended like it was for this reason. Right. Could There's be. no way to know. This, yeah. this. I don't think this deleted scene exists. I think it's probably cut to the end of right. death. Yeah. But it's just one of those things where if that's really his reasoning, I want to be like, if it was one scene, you just shouldn't have cut it. Like, yeah. Yeah. more ambiguity is not a problem. Right. You not built it world, in. No. You Well, he built it into this movie intentionally so much that one scene to me is like, why? Right. Why would you now decide not to be? Well, especially in a movie where we're talking specifically about a character who is suffering from mental illness. Well, and I, um, I mean, I, I like the psychosis read from my own personal life experience. Yeah. I just took that she was taking anxiety meds. It's entirely possible. And, because, and I just wrote it off. And, like, her, and yeah. so like her, like the, the auditory hallucinations that she has. And even if we read, even if we read the crawlers as a visual hallucination, that could very easily all have been triggered by the stress of the cave in. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I mean, the stress of the cave in being in an unfamiliar environment, even, being in even an environment, the stress no of, one the stress knew where they were because she basically has a breakdown squeezing through that tight, like vagina of doom passage mm-hmm. that yeah. like fucked me up so bad. Like she you that, weren't gay before. That uh, could have <laughs> been, that actually could have been the, the setting for the break. Uh, yeah, no, it is, there's, this is a good movie because it tells a coherent story that has a lot of room to read. Right. Yeah. And yep. I just. Where it's, it is very much unreliable narrator because. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, this yeah. Is because the, you don't this is, know. This is totally, you know, who is the narrator? Mm-hmm. And, and when you get into the sequel, I actually want to watch the sequel to this because the sequel is all about Sarah going to the authorities and the authorities basically aliensing her mm-hmm. and making her go back to show them. Yeah. And I don't know why she would go back. It's the same thing I have. I love Mr. Gorney Weaver with Toe of Passion. Well, Aliens is my favorite franchise. I'm pretty sure they had to go back because she was suspected but, of murder. But why would, <laughs> then you stay in the cell and be like, you go take these people, have good life. Right. Yeah. I, when you don't come back, release me. Yeah. Like set it on a timer. I don't care. Right. But <laughs> it's the same thing with like Ripley and Aliens. Like, yeah. bitch, don't go back. I know. You know you shouldn't go back. Right. There is no reason to go back. Yeah. There isn't any. <clears throat> no. And, and, you know, granted, Sigourney Weaver said no the first 50 times they asked her. I know, but even <laughs> she eventually gives in. Yeah. And she gives in because movie. Yeah. And I get it. That's why, you know, the descent to whether or not it needs to be there, whether or not it's good. That's actually, it's one of the rare occasions where knowing that there's a sequel makes me want to watch the sequel. It does. I actually, I do want to watch this because even just reading that plot, I was like, that sounds like a good setup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds like a, a believable reason, whether or not I agree. I already what the fuck white people, these people. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm going to what the fuck them again. So probably. I guess I'm kind of expecting, right. I'm kind of expecting like that, that like this is like Bioshock and the sequel to this would be like Bioshock 2. It's not 
probably not necessary, but it's still like yeah. you're going back to this environment to right. soak up more of this environment. And I actually and enjoyed the yucks. sequel. Did you? I so, assume is okay. the sequel more Cave like Dweller, less um, claustrophobia? Pretty much. That's my assumption. I was actually given to understand just from reading what I reading like the Rotten Tomatoesing of it uh, yeah. was that they actually made a point of hitting the claustrophobia, uh, the claustrophobia Taurus, as it were like flicking that bean quite a bit. Well, they do, oh, okay. but because it's a cave movie, because you're going to do that in a cave movie regardless. Yes. However, now that choice. we know the monsters are there, They're the monsters there. Are, are, are a more okay. prominent so, part. Sure. So they, instead of having basically like the two movies back to back, it's kind of, they interact. Well, they happen within days of each other. No, no, no. But I so, mean, so not, not Descent and Descent, two, two movies. Descent oh, okay. is a movie about lesbians cave yeah. diving. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And then also a movie about um, cave dwellers killing lesbians. Yes. So those are two separate movies that kind of have a bridge. Yes. Okay. And the bridge is Juno. Right. Um, so <laughs> Descent 2 sounds like instead of two separate movies built with a bridge, it's right. two plots simultaneously of, you know, lesbian and cops. Yeah. Sarah, yes. Sarah and her Trapped. crazy shit. And, and then, then cave also K-Drillers. Yeah. 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 So, and I think that's fine. Like, yeah. I don't need to have the two separate, like, we're going to cave dive for a while. Are there really monsters? I mean, we went 58 minutes before yep. anyone died. Right. Yeah. And yep. we only went, I think it's like 23 minutes is the first cave dweller, but mm-hmm. we really don't see one until closer to 40 something. Right. Yeah. But so so tell us your haiku. This oh, week. Yeah, is it Alex? haiku time? It is haiku time. That it is, is haiku. Fine. I actually did Yay. one again. Haiku, haiku, um, haiku, haiku, haiku. Oh my god, that should totally be the <laughs> <laughs> haiku for the descent. Hey now, hey now, haiku, haiku, haiku. <laughs> I'll make a theme. Oh we'll make theme music for your haiku. <laughs> one hilarious. Bitches be tripping. <laughs> Hobbitses want your blood. <laughs> is it all a dream? Oh, that was wonderful. Yes, <laughs> I, I was. I was kind of hoping the last line would be "my precious." <laughs> I, I, I like. I just. I actually. My favorite moment that came to me. I was like Hobbit. I was like Gollum is Hobbit Oh, want your blood? Oh, that's seven. I have a middle, and I, was, I kind of went with it from there. That's right. Okay. So I mean. When it comes to this movie, I think it is fantastic. It is one of the few horror movies, even knowing what comes up, that still frightens me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's environment. That's not necessarily because I'm claustrophobic. It's because I don't like feeling trapped. It's one of the reasons I don't necessarily get into heavy bondage. Um, By the way, I feel like you said you're not claustrophobic so much that I'm now just assuming you are claustrophobic. But I'm not. Uh-huh. I mean, if I wasn't, I couldn't get into elevators Dost thou shit. protest too much? No, it's... And Bob... I'm not a hipster. <laughs> you are totally a hipster. I'm not yes! claustrophobic. Yes. And scene. Anyway. Podcast is over, guys. Thank you yeah, so much it. for everything you've done oh, for us. Just, uh, Filthy me, liars. Pull, pull my pickaxe out of your knee when you're done. Yeah. Hand, it, <laughs> hand, it, hand it back to me. Whatever. So you're rating, Bob. How yeah, do you, what you, do you rating. think? Sorry. Um, not sorry. Well, again, this this is a fantastic movie. It is. It uses visual storytelling to the fullest. It it gives us enough confusion to make us really riveted to it. Is Are there problems? Meaning that I did not see Cave Filler Penis? Yes. But, I mean, sure there's serious, porn for that. fantastic ass, no dick. I mean, there has what? to be a descent porn. There has to be. Somewhere. Rule 34 the of this ascent, shit. The ascent, the... Um, <laughs> the vagina descent. Um, 
Does that oh, do her Andy's labia? He's on his phone looking up the rule 34 for this shit. I'm trying so hard to find different names for this. Um, <laughs> the penetration. <laughs> um, oh, God. So, no, I'd really, I'd, no. I'd, there, there's not a whole lot of problems to this movie. Uh, I mean, dick is just dick, and it doesn't have to be there, especially considering it's a movie about lesbians. I don't um, think that's what those are supposed to look like. What? What, golem penises? That looks like some sort of just rando fucking insect thing. What? Oh, God damn it. Are you, did you just look up you cave dweller penis? Well, no, I just went, I went oh. for the descent rule 34. Oh, that's not the descent. That's from the cave. That, oh, see, that's, that's sad. That's sad. Anyway. It <laughs> looks like a dog penis. Oh, it's like a, yeah, that's a killing floor thing. No, I, got, I got onto the wrong page. The Hang descent. on. There we go. Oh, now my I God. feel bad. Porn. Oh, what? my God. While these guys are looking up descent porn. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I really do enjoy this movie. It does hold up. Um, yeah, I've seen it many, many Ew, times. Is it really called years. Girls Descend? That's terrible. Um, I'm mad at you, porn industry. Keep going. <laughs> now, it, it, it's a great movie. It has plenty of rewatchability mm-hmm. um, because there are things you miss. It is confusing enough to the point where you don't catch everything on every watch through. So I enjoy that. I'm going to give it a, a 4.5 out of 5 vagina tunnels. There you go. Vagina. Vagina. No. Damn it. Um, <laughs> go. Go um, So I, I tried so. <laughs> ah, that's the title. Tunnel Ingus. Here we go. <laughs> Ooh, tunnel Ingus. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Um, so I, I don't even care anymore at this. this <laughs> podcast over, man. That's it. That's it. I tried so hard to not like this movie. It's so hard for so many years. I was like, I don't want to watch the lesbian tunnel movie. Like, I just, I right. tried so hard <laughs> to not like this movie. I even, like, I hated it when I tried to watch it last night, and I was really pissed, and I was almost going to be like, I'll just read the synopsis, and I won't watch it. And then I watched it this morning, and I really like it. Yeah. Like, I very sadly, to myself, not to anyone else, liked this movie after trying so hard for so long not right. to like it. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. Sometimes I just make choices, all right? And <laughs> this movie is, it is surprisingly expertly written, right. very well filmed, very well acted by a bunch of people that don't seem to do anything anymore. Right. Like, everything about this film is such a perfect storm of like, damn, like, I just, I can't believe it It exists. And I've, I've kind of always heard that about this movie, that it is so surprisingly good and ev- comes out of nowhere. Right. And no one knows why it's so good. And it's just true. Yeah. It really is fantastic. I mean, I I definitely give it, um, oh, let's see, I give it, I'm going to say a four out of five um, unnecessary cave-ins. There yeah. you go. <laughs> because when are they necessary? Right. So, yeah, I've been hearing about this for so long, and I'm really glad I finally got a chance to watch it. The, this whole, like, Andy's remedial um, aughts decade horror thing, I'm kind of getting on board with that because this movie is insanely good. This movie scared the shit out of me. Like, I don't get scared at movies. I do not get scared by jump scares. They make mm-hmm. me laugh. These jump scares did not make me laugh. Um they still made me giggle. I'm not going to lie. No, they, yeah. there was no giggling for me. I was, I was literally quaking, like fucking, like, I swear to God, I was shaking. Yeah. Was and like, I and I will yeah. tell you, audience, that apparently I do sleep like the dead because Andy is not a quiet person when he's watching movies. 
I was like, trying to. Stay I quiet. can hear him cackling down the street. Yeah. normally. Oh, I remember those days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Andy's so, watching a movie now. Yeah. <laughs> well, there wasn't much to cackle at in this fucking thing. No, uh, I was trying not to sh- like shout or anything like that, but that was really rough. <laughs> but so, like, the thing about it, like, there's there's different types of horror, right? There's there's like dread. Uh, which is kind of that atmospheric thing where you know something's coming. Mm-hmm. This movie has a lot of that. And there's, there's oh, yeah. also that kind of terror um, of just that sense of being trapped, being stalked, and the fucking monsters are scary, and mm-hmm. the situation is frightening, and the jump scares are startling and also scary, and they're deployed very, very well. Mm-hmm. This, this movie kind of hits every base that you can really do. It's visceral, it's um, it, it it plays on multiple levels: the physical, mm-hmm. the metaphorical. Holy shit! This movie has so much going for it. Yeah. yeah. Um. Honestly, I've never been this frightened by a movie in a very long time. It's easy, easy. Five out of five. Um, pairs of boxer shorts that will never again be clean. <laughs> never again. Never um, again. I love this that is, I rated this the lowest. That's so yeah. funny. To this me. movie is like <laughs> I'm usually the most forgiving of movies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. Like this movie, like kicked my ass, and I love it. Yeah, I think, in my opinion, this is a modern classic. This, it is. Yeah, it is. this is a movie that should be, should rightfully be, like a household name among horror fans. Yeah, this should, should be, be a Criterion. I really, I believe that. Kind of, yeah. Really do. Really. Yeah. Uh, it, it definitely from from the 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 ten. So from 2000 2010, yeah. not many horror movies really hit this many yeah. things like they're just not and like they mm-hmm. had really good movies i'm not saying there's bad movies in this era no but yeah. like just that were so well acted so well written mm-hmm. so well shot so well utilizing of the space oh right yeah. uh, this was a symphony of horror yeah, it just it worked was amazing. out so well just like he everybody involved nailed it yeah mm-hmm. i don't know what the hell happened or why he's not made a movie why he's made movies since i'm sure well yeah he's working in, he, he works he does. Yeah. No, he's still. And I, um, I almost fuck, in, with Dog Soldier as the predecessor to this. I almost want to be like, maybe this movie was made so good in spite of him. Like it isn't maybe. because of him. He just happened to get out of his own way. And I don't to do something right. I, I mean, know. yeah, but I mean, because Dog Soldiers had had problems. So did um, the next one he did. I uh, did, 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 did the post-apocalyptic one. Don't, remember. Don't name it. We might do it for the podcast. <laughs> um, Apparently we're just following his career for but, some reason. But seriously, no, I mean, well, it was kind of an accident that we is, did another one of his it's movies true. so I, soon. I just found out after when I was looking at the trivia and I was like, damn, it is him. Yeah. Well, but that was the, but, well, so we did, well, we did mention it during and we mentioned Soldiers. the descent and then did it, we? Yeah. yeah. And Forgot. then, and then the descent happened to crash onto Shutter and Netflix. It did, yeah. It right did. after we did that podcast, mm-hmm. so I'm like, oh well, there we go. Now we have to. But yeah, no, this seriously, is this awkward, is just wonderful. I have to say, this is an awkward time every year in streaming where a lot of horror movies kind of just get thrown onto streaming services. Mm-hmm. I think because they're cheap right now, yeah. right? Because no one is thinking horror because it's not October, right? So I, this like the Cube shows up around this time every year, and mm-hmm. like three Cube movies are on both services. Yeah. And yeah, I just I love it. I'm like I don't know what it is about this time. But apparently, horror movies get cheap for streaming, right? Because yeah. <laughs> it's springtime. I Nobody guess. thinks about autumn and fall and October and Halloween. And I mean, blah, there blah, are blah. springtime horror movies. There oh are. fuck! April Fool's Day. Oh, the fucking Hellboy. The Hellboy movie has fucking David Harbour in it. Yeah, he's playing Hellboy with that fantastic ass of his. That fantastic everything of his. I know, he's beautiful. He he plays the sheriff in Stranger Things. Never seen Stranger Things. Watch Stranger Things. A, it's good, and B, he is 
God, he's pretty damn delicious. I know. Pretty. I need to watch Stranger Things. I'm aware. Yeah. Anyway, on that note, kids, if you need to contact us, lay eggs on our brain, um, send us diving into deep holes, inseminate uh, us with golem penises, uh, uh, baptize us in blood, metaphoric blood. That I probably no. Not I'm not going to make the Menzies connection again. Oh no! Don't baptize me in blood. Andy's available later. <laughs> Fuck it, I'm adjustable. Like, you know, we'll, we'll negotiate. If you need to do any of those things, send us an email at bob at candycodedrazor.com. You can visit the website at candycodedrazor.com. See, see me on Twitter at, at candyrazorbob or find us on Facebook by searching for Candy Coded Razor Blades. And you can find me on Twitter at zanmanhorrorfan. That's X A N M A N horrorfan. And you can also email me at podcasthorror at gmail.com. Um, and I'm. Available on Facebook at oh shut up Andy at oh shut up Andy if you want to check out what I'm doing uh, audiobooks or like slide up in my DMs. Also, uh, again, just thank you. I'm I'm seeing reviews starting to happen, uh, so thank you, thank you, thank you for those, and thank you for listening. And please keep that up. Uh, more reviews equals more visibility. More visibility means more listeners, and we love our listeners unconditionally. We need more of them. <laughs> so um, always and rate, actually, subscribe, review. Yes, like, subscribe, rate, review. Um, maybe tell your friends if this is if this makes you laugh or you like it. Maybe you like tell somebody that you know who might be into it. Tell your office. Tell your manager. Um, tell somebody who you might think is a tell your fan. trick before they leave. Right. Yeah. Set them out like, the door listening to our podcast. Just like, yeah, hold, hold their wallet and just be like, yeah, you want this? Yeah. Like, <laughs> we will not blackmail click people click. into listening. Come no, on, No, but seriously, man. thank you for listening. Uh, because, and we are, like, I'm, I'm kind of, like, paying attention to the analytics and stuff now. Like, our, our audience is steadily growing. Yep. And, like, that's really nice and makes me very happy. Mm -hmm. um, and Happy Andy is far less likely to, like, dive into a pool of blood and murder his friends. I love that. On that note, kids, Bye. bye. Sorry. <laughs> and it's like, I won't murder you if you like and subscribe, rate, and review. Yeah, it, it occurred to me that that was probably not the way to go. Probably not. Probably I, I not. I enjoyed that moment.